Let's go back to the time when we learned how to become more mindful in our lives. Welcome to the time when I am your host, Chris McQueen. And in today's episode, we will talk with a yoga instructor at Serenity Yoga Studios. Her name is Debbie Nolan. In the interview, she will tell us how her life led her to focusing more on mindfulness. And she provides us with different tidbits on how we all can incorporate mindfulness into our daily lives. Be sure to check out her YouTube channel, Yoga Strong with Debbie, for some great yoga videos and core videos to add to your workouts. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our show and make sure to check out our website, thetimewin.net, for more information on each episode. Hello, everyone. Today's guest has helped me personally in my quest for healthy living. She has started me in my practice of yoga. She has a YouTube channel. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel, Yoga Strong with Debbie. It has some excellent yoga videos. Today, though, she will talk to us about mindfulness as well as about yoga. Today's guest is Debbie Nolan. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. So how did your life lead you to become interested in mindfulness? Well, I grew up as a dancer. uh, uh, So I always had that kind of, you know, competitive factor in me. Um, Then I became a school counselor. And I, well, I still am a school counselor. Um, so, you know, obviously I've seen a lot. Um, I dabbled in yoga probably, I guess I've been dabbling in it, I would say, for about 15 years. Um, I took my first yoga class in like 2007, my first hot yoga class, and I actually hated it. <laughs> uh, I, 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 my nephew, I was, I was going through a divorce at the time. Time and my nephew talked me into going and I'm like, all right, you know, I don't really like to be hot, you know, <laughs> I'll try it and uh, hated it, like mm-hmm. almost walked out. And I'm like, look, like, how could you, what, what did you do? What did you bring me to? Yeah. <laughs> it was intense. It was, yeah. So, so after that, I'm like, yeah, duh, oh, no, I'm never doing hot yoga again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just funny how things kind of, kind of come full circle. So when I moved to Middletown, I found a, um, a local studio here that also taught bar, which was of more interest to me because of my dance background. And, you know, I've always been into fitness. So that's really why I started going to the, to the studio here was more for the bar. And then the owner, um, I became a teacher there, a bar teacher, and the owner talked me into doing the yoga teacher training. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's mm-hmm. not hot yoga stuff. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Um, but you know, I, I gave it another try. I just really, just really, I guess just took it more seriously. And honestly, it just depends on where you are in your life. I think, you Mm -hmm. know, as far as things that kind of stick. So maybe that was just the right time, you know, that I needed it. So she talked to me, the owner there, you know, talked me into doing yoga teacher training and how it could complement me as a school counselor and kind of where it, where it came from. And then, you know, yoga is mindfulness. Um, Mm -hmm. Mindfulness is a, is a pretty big umbrella and yoga Mm -hmm. is one of the things that falls under that. Um, So it's, it really kind of ties in together. And because of my work with kids, I just, I just really done a lot of studying and a lot of, um, 
you know, research on the benefits that it, that it has for people and for kids. So that's kind of how it all ties in together. Okay. We worked together for what, at least 12, 13? Yes. Yes. I didn't know you were a a dancer. Tell me more about. Yeah. I, I started dancing when I was three. Hmm. Um, Ballet, tap, jazz. I did it until I did it until I was about 25. Um, I was a teacher and I, you know, recitals and the whole, the whole deal. Um, and then when I became counselor, I, I was always into drama, you know, because Mm. of the dance. Um, so I taught a little bit of drama and I, when I started my career at Wilmington high, I started choreographing shows for their, their drama department. So that kind of kept me into the, into the groove. And then, you Mm. know, when I went to McCain, I kind of did the same thing. So yeah, that's always been, been a thing of mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. Um, so how would you over, oh, give me like an overall description, I guess, of what like mindfulness is. So mindfulness, I guess in a nutshell, if I were like to quote um, kind of the mindfulness guru, um, John Kabat-Zinn, mindfulness is basically simply put paying attention on purpose without judgment. Hmm. So um you know, just kind of stopping, you know, mm-hmm. and pay attention to what you're doing. And, and that could be through yoga, that could be through meditation. Um, you know, mindfulness can be just like taking a walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really anything that you're doing where you're really just being there. Like there's a, a quote that I love that's, um, wherever you are, be all there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I think of, you know, I just think of times in my life and you can relate because we had the same commute to Conrad, you know, like sometimes you're in traffic, you're in, you know, you're thinking about your day and some days I would get to work. And did you ever like wonder, like, I don't even know how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you're just on autopilot, you know, right. the route, you know, the, and then, but you don't even, you're not even paying attention. You're just mm-hmm. doing it from, mm-hmm. from what you do every day. So it's just kind of stopping and and just being present hmm. you know and that's really what it is it's just kind of taking time to whether that's through breathing or again it could be through walking um with with kids in in the classroom um just having them all stop mm-hmm. for a minute you know yeah. like close their eyes just un, you know whether it's you can you can be mindful about sounds about uh again walk listening eating just kind of paying attention is yeah. really what it is and that's not easy it's not easy at all Mm-mm. I know like the first time probably I don't know maybe like four or five years ago I think I was trying to do like this meditation I started following this uh like meditation like by uh, I think it was like Oprah's thing and uh-huh. you kind of like listen to this and you sit there and you try to meditate and like, I felt like I could not like, you know, like block out my mind. Like things just kept running through my head. Right. And, um, you know, like my friend Barbara and I were both kind of doing it. And then one day I told her, I was like, something happened. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, either I reached like this deep level. <laughs> I was like, or I <laughs> fell asleep. I was like, I don't know what happened. But I, like, I think I might've fell asleep <laughs> while I was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that 
could be. Yeah, it's not easy to do. And I used to think that too. Like, there's no way. How can you just stop your brain? Right. And, yeah. and you can't. You know, right. you can't. But it's really just, and that's being mindful too. You know, like if you're, you start thinking about something else, and that's fine. Like, mm -hmm. like you know, those thought bubbles on cartoons. Right. Yeah. Like you just think of it. You pop the bubble, and you come back. And mm -hmm. that's that's really what you're doing. You're, you're training your brain. And there's a lot of neuroscience, you know, to, to mindfulness. And it's really like the way they say it, it's practicing mindfulness is kind of like, like doing bicep curls for your biceps. Like you're wow. training, you're, you're training your brain. Huh. Um, and there's a lot of science that proves that, you know, it helps people. It helps people concentrate more. It helps them sleep better. Um, there's so many benefits to it because you are working with the firing neurons in your brain. Yeah. I, um, so I, I started running like three years ago. And when I first started running, I had to listen to music uh -huh. or like, then I started listening to kind of the podcast I was running, but probably now for at least the last like year, I haven't used any, any music when I run. Like, wow. Partly it was like, uh, partly it was like safety because I usually I run at like five in the morning. It was still dark, so I could kind of hear things and you know, it's like mm -hmm. all these animals and stuff in our neighborhood. But but now, like you know, I do find it kind of relaxing though not to listen to anything and you know, like random thoughts come in my mind sometimes when I'm running. Like if I see a deer, I'm like, oh, what would I do if this deer like attacked me or so? You know, like things like that. <laughs> but but like a lot of times, I I do think sometimes like I guess I'm just like not even thinking about things maybe when I'm running. I don't even know, but it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of just focus on your breath and your, mm -hmm. yeah. Like there's the sounds around you and mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. So, so how do you think your life has changed now that you've been focusing on being mindfulness? Uh, I think, I think I'm probably a little more calm, mm -hmm. um, a little more focused probably um i can easily get distracted and like have 10 projects going at once and complete one of them um so i think it kind of has has helped me to focus a little bit um maybe even be a little more patient a little more you know stopping before you react kind of thing um but it just like yoga it's a practice you know mm -hmm. it's it's ongoing do you do you set aside like a like a certain time each day where you kind of want to like sit or do you just like when you're in the middle of doing things do you like kind of catch yourself and say like ooh I should be a little bit more like how do you do it Uh well since this quarantine kind of all happened I have tried to do like just 5 minutes in the morning Mm -hmm. of just a you know like a quiet sit and I even set my timer because sometimes five minutes can seem like five hours to, <laughs> you know, depending on what's going on mm -hmm. so I really have tried to make, make that a habit um and obviously more time at home you have more time to to do those things right um but yes I mean I think tr sometimes even through the day I try to incorporate that like if I'm you know, you find yourself feeling a little off or something, just kind of trying to bring yourself back, even if it's just for, for a minute. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned too, is I used to think, oh, like who has time for that? You know, like, right. you, you right. know, I'm the one that like you get up in the morning with just enough time to get ready 
for work. And, mm-hmm. um, but it, if you just kind of take it in increments, like even if it's a minute, two minutes, five minutes, you mm-hmm. know, like, like I think telling someone they have to do a meditation for a half hour is like completely overwhelming. Yeah. You know, so just kind of taking it in small increments, I help just that, that just helps me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you said like, you know, five minutes. I'm like, oh yeah, like that's doable. You know, like that's doable right. for probably most people. Like you could take a couple of minutes out your day to kind of just. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a school counselor, like working in schools, how do you see like how mindfulness could be incorporated in schools? Uh, I think it could be very helpful and it actually is. I mean, there there is... Um or there are several schools now throughout the country that have mindfulness um, educators that, you know, come in and do mindfulness with the kids. And again, research has proven that, you know, kids are, it's improving their concentration, Uh, kids that have behavior problems, it's kind of decreasing that, that, decreasing anxiety. Mm -hmm. And these educators just go in for like 15 minutes a week. Hmm you know, with the kids and again, do mindful listening, just bringing them back to their doing breathing exercises. So, you know, as a counselor, I mean, you know, I've seen a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot of different situations and anxiety is really prevalent now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I can think of, gosh, like a lot of kids that I think if they had just some mindfulness training to just to help them focus, help them, you know, calm themselves and in times where they need to be, need to be calm. And I know in the, in the County I work in now, every school has a room. Uh, It has a technical term. Um, I call it the Zen room, Mm -hmm. but I think it's like a learning support classroom. So if a kid is having a panic attack or you know, ready to tell off a teacher, whatever the situation is, they're in a, they're in a situation where they need like a timeout. It's almost like a timeout room. Mm -hmm. Um, They can go and the schools have the um, autonomy to like decorate it the way they want, you know, but it's, it's usually a cool room. It's like low lighting, soft Mm -hmm. music, nature sounds, and uh, the kids can just kind of go sit on beanbag chairs, just calm themselves basically Hmm. until they feel better you know to go back to class so this i think this was the first year they they did this in the county um and it's i just think it's a really cool thing you know because we all know working in schools you know you as a teacher you know sometimes a kid just you know you can tell when they're Mm -hmm. having a bad day or they're gonna so rather than like punch the kid next to them right you know like give them a give them a place to go you know which is usually the counselor's office but Mm -hmm. um so yeah i can it absolutely just and and we as adults feel that way sometimes is the is the are the rooms like supervised or is they are yes they are they usually have one to two adults in the room at a time okay and then they kind of make the call for you know i guess if it's if it's something it may continue to escalate Mm -hmm. they might involve a counselor or something but often it's it's really so sometimes kids just need like five minutes Mm-hmm. you know five to ten minutes to get themselves together and come back to, yeah. to the world yeah yeah that's an interesting concept what do you do you would you suggest like if there was a teacher that was interested in 
like incorporating this like in their class would you suggest it be more for like a like a professional like a counselor or do you or would you suggest like teachers maybe could also incorporate it in their classes oh i think teachers could absolutely incorporate it I think sometimes that's better just because you're the teacher and they, you know, you're with them every day. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of teachers, yeah, will do it maybe like just the first five minutes of class. I know right. some teachers do like a little, well, there's, you know, you know, one of Conrad that does like a little meditation sometimes in the beginning mm -hmm. of class. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could do it, you could do it either way, but I think having the, the teacher do it, is more meaningful just because you know they know you mm -hmm. and that yeah. way if you're practicing it too you know you're all doing it together yeah yeah sometimes i think with like block scheduling you know sometimes it's a long period of time for uh some of the students time. right and then if you yeah. get them towards the end of the day you know they might need like a couple minutes just to or even if it's just after lunch or something, you know, like we had like kids come back to class after lunch and you're like, you guys need to calm down. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah, that, that probably is something that would be good. Do you, um, so what would you suggest? Like, uh, like maybe teachers take some time to, to research it maybe like, yeah, there's an organization that I've taken a few classes with. It's called mindfulschools.org. Oh, okay. Um, they, they offer a few, um, you know, introductory classes, there's actually a whole like year long training that you can do as well. Um, but there's a lot of resources on there that, mm -hmm. that can just help you again. It's, you can do it in like five minutes. It's not, yeah. it's not like super overwhelming. It's not like another prep you have to do. Mm -hmm. So as a, I think it's interesting how you said you, you hated yoga at first. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I, as you know, I've been trying to uh, do a better job of incorporating yoga into my into yes, my life. You have. <laughs> I watched a lot of your videos. Thank you. The one on YouTube, but uh, kind of like as the yoga instructor, like how does yoga and mindfulness? How do you think they all like tie together? Uh, well, as I said, with mindfulness being the the umbrella. Um, you know, yoga is mindfulness. I mean, one of the things we teach our students is to, you know, be present. That's one thing we say a lot, you know, like come to your mat, be present, try to let the rest of the world go for the next hour or how, however long, you know, you, your classes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really just kind of coming into tune, you know, with your breath and your body and your, you know, because yoga is is really a moving meditation. Mm. You know, the, the breath is a big component um, and mm. it's moving with your breath. So um, just trying to get into that, you know, into that flow of, mm. you know, a lot of people, I think, I think what I, a lot of people are hesitant to do yoga because, you know, you look at it and you look at these, right. You can look at these crazy poses that people do and you're like, what? Yeah. Like, there's no way I can do that. Right. Um, and in reality, it's like, that's really not what it's about. I mean, you, you sure, or you try to, you can have fun with it and you can try to do a handstand if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's really not what it's about. 
you know, it's more about just be being in tune with your own body and showing up on your mat and just, just practicing, you know, Mm -hmm. just practicing with your breath. And I probably learn more just doing that. I mean, yes, I take classes and I study it and I watch videos and all that too, but by just, just moving, you know, Mm -hmm. like just getting on your mat and just seeing what works. And some days, like we tell our students too, you know, some days you can get into a pose, no problem. And other days it's just not happening. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's just nature. You know, that's just people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just life. Some days you're on and some days you're not. So yoga really is a, is a, it's a comparison to life, Mm -hmm. you know, and how you, how you show up in life. I've noticed that in your videos, a lot of times you'll say, um, you know, like wherever you are today, like, like with that stretch, like, you know, uh-huh. like whether you, it's like, you know, like if it's like touching your toes or like touch the ground, you're like wherever you're at today. And it, it is true. I guess some days I do feel like I can stretch a little uh, further than other days. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's why I always suggest too. like, I, I will always say like, bring a, a yoga block, like right. props. I'm big on props in yoga because sometimes you, you don't, sometimes you might not need it, but you never know when you're going to need it. So mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, use what you got. So what advice would you give an, ex- an, an experienced <laughs> yoga person <laughs> like myself? Cause like, so I know you do a couple of live yoga sessions. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been too, I guess, nervous or shy <laughs> to come to any of the live ones because I know yeah. form is not very good. So what would you say to, you know, somebody like me, an inexperienced yoga person? Well, I would say, you know, yoga meets you where you are. It meets you in the body that you show up in mm-hmm. um, and just continue to show up. Like I tell my students, just get to your mat. Like just, just show up, you know, that's the hardest part. And I know that, you know, a lot of it <clears throat> is about our perception. Mm-hmm. And I think that first yoga class that I took, you know, I was like, oh my God, everybody's watching me. I'm in a puddle of sweat. I felt like the teacher kept coming over to me and I was just like, I can get out of here. You're right. Yeah. We're looking around the room and the people that were really into it like it was just weird like nobody was watching me yeah but I thought they were yeah yeah, it was just my perception but you know really when you're when you're in your own space and you're you're practicing yoga like no really it's like that saying like like dance like no one's watching because Mm -hmm. really they're not you know Mm -hmm. and if they are they were like me like that first day in that new class where I was just like what the heck (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, yeah, yeah, I would just you know, show up and, and you do what you can, you know, do what you can. And if there are things you can't do, like in my classes, I always give modifications, mm-hmm. you know, so if you can't do it full out, like come down to your knee and do it. Or, you know, there's always a way you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm worried. Like, people look at me like, <laughs> that is not the right downward dog. Or, you know, <laughs> like I'm falling over and can't right. my balance, you know. So that is like a worry. What um what do you think would be the best um like type of yoga to like start with? Like if somebody was interested in starting. 
There are, um, you know, I would say just like a beginner, like a basic, just a basic beginner yoga. There's tons of, of yoga. Um, I like the yin style of yoga. It's more passive. It's more um, holding poses for a longer period of time. I, I think that's a good way to start. And sometimes mm -hmm. I try to incorporate my a little bit of that in even my flow classes. Mm -hmm. um, it just kind of gets you into your body a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, than, than a full out flow class, but there, there's tons of, of types of yoga out there that you can just, you know, and I have some stuff on my yoga channel. I have both. I have some yin stuff. I have, I do have a slow flow, mm -hmm. um, for athletes because when I started doing yoga, well, when I started teaching, you know, obviously I was a high school counselor. So I kind of had an interest in bringing it to the athletes, which I, which I did, you know, to, mm -hmm. to your players and some other teams and they right. they really were very receptive to it mm -hmm. and the nice thing about yoga is depending on you know where they were in their season I could kind of tailor it so you know after a, a tough game or they're all you know they're spent you know I would do more of like a yin yoga mm -hmm. like slow slow it down mm -hmm. um, or you could do a power yoga where you really mm -hmm. want them to get their heart rate up and so that's the nice thing about it is you can kind of tailor it to you know, where people are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my first experience with yoga, I mean, this was like a while ago, probably like, I don't know, like 10 years ago was with P90X. Yes. And, and doing uh -huh. that. Yoga. I remember, I remember we had that conversation. And I just remember like, it was different than what I thought. Cause like after doing the P90X yoga, I was like dripping and sweat. Yes. And, like I couldn't even make it through the whole thing you know but like kind of like you said like watching your channel and doing some of the ones i'd see like the different types like the like the recovery yoga for runners that one right. you know right. that one was like a little bit different than like you said doing like the, the flow one and stuff like that so, yeah. yes yes i remember having that conversation with you about that p90x because i did it too yeah and, you know, it was a different thing every day and then we're i'm like oh yeah today's a yoga day this is gonna be great Right. And it was hard. <laughs> it was 90 minutes. I remember talking to you about that. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> Tony Horton. Woo I know. That <laughs> <one> was hard. <laughs> and so that's why I stayed away from it from a, for a long time after doing yep. the IDX ones. But Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing my husband and I did that. And he'd be like, oh, no, it's a yoga day. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Skipping today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, for coming on the the show. Sure. Thank you for having me. And um, I remind everybody to make sure you go to Yoga Strong with Debbie to check out some of uh, the yoga videos that she has put up there. And also, if you live in our area, um, she does do a lot of yoga in person that you guys can attend i know you have one coming up right yes i have um mulligans on august 2nd and crooked hammock on august 8th okay so for people in the middletown delaware area like us all right make sure you guys check out one of those as well all right all right so like i said but thank you for coming on and i'll talk thank to you, you again. Chris. all right
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and visit our website, thetimewin.net, for more information on each episode. And remember, everyone has a story.